Wow. Take 71. Another jam-packed. Well, not as jam-packed as the last take, that's for sure. But still, we have some things that we want to talk about. First and foremost, we got out of prison. The red carpet was wild. We escaped, got out of prison, and someone so gracious paid some nice bell money, and we're, we're back. We are back. We are here. We're here for Take 71. We also have a giveaway winner we're going to announce, and also the Oscar trivia winner that we will also announce. So we got two winners. And we also have a review from a suite that we're going to read about Hansel and Gretel. I did not get to this, so thank you to the suites that are getting to the movies that we don't see. And then uh, we have some movie news for the week. Keeks is really excited to talk about something that happened in the movie news. Went viral. And we're going to start a new segment called The Trailer of the Week. And these trailers are are movies that we're excited to see or they're trailers that are just absolutely absurd. (coughs) Fast and Furious 9. (laughs) And then we're doing our reviews. We are jumping in. We're doing Birds of Prey review and Catch Me If You Can review. This is a movie that we've been wanting to see and we finally saw it. And I pardon... Pardon my voice if I sound a little weird. I'm kicking a sickness, but I'm here. I'm ready. And how is my better half, Keeks? How you doing? It is your boy, Sweet Keeks. We are, we're chilling, probably doing a little bit better than you are. I I do have to say, the voice sounds good. Okay, thank you. You know, it's like when you're sick, it sounds weird, but it does kind of give your voice a little bit of like a, a mysterious tone to it. I think it sounds more sexy. Agree or disagree? I definitely agree. I, I can at least tell you from my end, it's it's. I'm feeling some type of way right now. Hey. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, Friday night um, was rough. I got so sick. I slept like three hours. Uh, every time oh I swallowed, no. just my throat was on fire. So I'm on I'm on, I'm on to my moxicillin, feeling better. So we're on the up and up. Hey, you know what? At least you're coming through for the pod. The people need you. the The film world needs the voice of TC, wow. whether it's sick. Whether it is on jury duty, whether it is at work, whether it is at home, whatever it is, we're glad that you're here oh, and that you're pushing through. My heart is warm right now. Um, can I just say, um, prison, what were your general thoughts on prison? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Uh, I didn't mind the toilet paper. I was actually surprised that it wasn't one ply. So that was that was surprising for me. It was two ply and it was very nice. Overall, yeah, no. the amenities were fine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. No, I definitely wouldn't either. Um, our cellmate was some like forty-year-old man baby who kept complaining that uh, Parasite's a, f- a foreign film. How could it win Best Picture? It's a foreign film. I, I think Joker should have won. Uh, yeah, we got to listen to that for a couple minutes. So that sucked. That was probably the worst part about being in prison. Um, to this old man, man, baby boy complaining. Use your comic books to dry up your tears. Parasite's a great movie, and I'm so glad it won. Whoa. Whoa. He's coming out blazing savage. Listen, I'll say this. The Oscars were fun. It was fun to, you know, meet Cliff Boo, Taika Waititi, all these fun people. However, I'm glad they're over, too. (laughs) It's it's honestly, now it's like, okay, you know what? Now you can get ready for the rest of the the movie year. It's like, most people follow the calendar year, but now that, like, you know, once you start working, people use a fiscal calendar year, and I kind of feel like that's how movies are. It's like, once, like, 
January ends, like beginning of February, that's when you can look forward to the new year of mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. And and February Thank goodness. February's pretty dry, but the Oscars are so polarizing. There's a lot of movies that people thought that should have won, which is fine. There's a lot of Oscar snubs that have happened over the years. Are you kidding? Like we've mentioned oh, them before on this pod. Geez. So it's just, I just find it funny when, you know, some acceptance speeches are a little, you know, this is not a political podcast, but it could get a little, like, come on. So anyway. It just seems very kind of out of touch. Yeah. I understand where a lot of people are saying, and I understand they make a lot of good points, but sometimes it's like, just just a time and a place. I don't know. Accept your award, you know, thank the people that you worked with. And get off. Like, we enjoyed the film. That's what we're doing. We enjoy film, but we... Thank... Yeah. So, I've... <laughs> Thank you for paraphrasing Ricky Gervais. I think he kind of said it... Yeah. He said it kind of well. Yeah, except... Oh, it's Ricky Gervais. Maybe not my exact words. Nail on the head. I'm saying it the filtered way, so... This is a family-friendly podcast, but... Man, I, I think it's time that we uh, talk about our winners. We had two winners. One... For the Oscar ballot, I'm not going to lie, um, <laughs> I think Parasite taking Best Picture and Best Director just derailed 90% of your guys' Oscar ballots. Yeah. I actually, that was like, I put both of those as winning. I, I was pretty surprised at how well I did. How'd yours do? Mine, oh geez, I think I got four out of nine right. Something okay. around that area. Maybe, yeah, it d- wasn't good. Wasn't good. That, that's, that's we, it is what it is, you know, but we want to congratulate the winner, Z.L. Cooper. Uh, looks like the name under was Zach Cooper. So he is the winner of the Oscar ballot giveaway. You will get, we'll reach out to you via DMs on Instagram and we'll get your info and send you your SFT prize package. So congrats to Z.L. Cooper. And then you got the, we, on Sunday afternoon, we decided to post some Oscar trivia without mentioning that we would be doing a giveaway for those, you know, well, we, we reward you. We didn't want to give it the heads up and have you guys look up the answers, you know, eh, maybe be a little bit cheap. So we have a winner for that surprise Oscar trivia. Do you want to announce who that is? Yeah, and that's uh, Jacob Wilcox. So we will be reaching out to you regarding your prize for answering the Oscar trivia. So that was... We will be doing a little bit more of those here and there for the trivia because that was a lot of fun. And so oh, yeah. sometimes they might be giveaways, sometimes not. We didn't want to announce it was a giveaway because people would have been looking up the answers. And they were very there were some pretty pretty good pretty good questions in there. Love love the Lord of the Rings shout out. But uh, other than that, Keeks, way to way to nail it with uh, the questions. Even I was scratching my head at a lot of these questions. Yeah, uh looking back, they might have been a little bit too hard. Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> That's fine. Well, live and you learn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we will be reaching out to you and congrats. So that is our first giveaway of 2020 and we're excited for the prize pack. We actually gave you guys a little sneak peek on our Instagram about, about the prize pack. What, what, what will, you know, just one of the little goodies we'll be including. Yeah. So thank you very much. Sticker mule for, um, your various promo codes that we entered and made multiple. Um, <laughs> we 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 ordered a lot of stickers from you. We'll just say that. Jeez, we're very grateful. So I have a movie review I want to read from Jen Packer. Okay. She has actually been on the pod before for Star Wars. She said she went and saw Gretel and Hansel, 
I actually saw it at the movie theater a couple weeks ago when I was going to see Jojo Rabbit for the second time. What a film. Anyways, she said, uh, went and saw it, Gretel and Hansel. That's it. That's the tweet. JK. It was interesting. It definitely was not a scary movie. I put it in the mind trick category. I gave it, I gave it a D plus. Will not see again, but glad I saw it. Have no idea Wait, how to explain it. D plus? Like D as in dog? D as in dog. Oh. Oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah, Diaz and Hoover Dam. Uh, <laughs> have no idea how to explain it, but I will say it had a very artsy vibe to it. The score was interesting and gave more of a psychedelic feel to the scary parts. So there you have it. And oh. if you guys ever see a movie like Hansel and Gretel, you know how I feel about horror movies. <laughs> I don't really get to them. Uh, that's 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 all Kamiko's. That's all Kamiko's game. But send in your reviews. We'll read them. And in addition to the one to the movie review that we got, we have three podcast reviews from some of our sweets that we want to hey. go ahead and read right now. Oh my goodness, they came in hot this last week. It was great. Um, the first one is from A. Smiths that says, "Wow, these guys are great. They give great reviews that I normally agree with. I can trust their opinions that help me decide which movies to see." It's always a fun time. They even include viewer reviews, ah, like we just did, hey, hey, and hey, opinions hey. in the show, which makes it feel more interactive. I'd say we try and do a good job with that. I, I don't know. It's like, I always want to feel like I'm part of the party, and we, we want to make sure you guys are part of the, 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 the SFT party, you know? Yeah, SFT Weekly, baby. Uh, this oh. other review comes in from Kobe P1818, and she says, one of my favorite podcasts, whenever I go to a new movie, I love seeing what these guys have to say about it before. Great for anyone who is a lover of movies. We love that. Just Short and sweet. How sweet. Very to the point. <laughs> and you got the last one? The best one. Well, this this isn't the best review, but just just best way to put it. Short, short and sweet. That's how we like it. Um, M. Tupo is who... I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyways, love this podcast. Always entertained listening to these guys. Love listening to the brief reviews before I see a film and the spoiler reviews after. Um, we really hope that the spoiler tags in the in the <laughs> pod help. I we're still figuring it out because sometimes we've stepped up. We've had people. We've stepped up basically, our game. Yeah, we're, we're stepping it up. But also, if you guys are ever wondering, you know, specifics in the pod, we try to put a detailed description in the pod description. So if you tap on the podcast and swipe up, you will be able to see kind of a, a minute by minute breakdown, like the notes of the podcast that you're listening to yeah, in the take. The timestamps. So if you want to jump to a movie review, go ahead. Love it. Love it. That's, I mean, those are a few reviews. Thank you again to those three that gave us the reviews. And now we are kind of excited because this is Valentine's Day. This week was Valentine's Day. And we reached out to you guys to see some of the movies that you guys love. TC, read it. Let's, oh, my let's, God. <laughs> I just, I had uh, some mac and cheese before coming on here. So, that. It was it was coming back to haunt me. TC, what did you, what, two, what did what'd you, what'd you put, what'd you put in the mac and cheese? Um, homemade mac and cheese. We put a little bit wow. of mozzarella, some cheddar cheese in it. Oh, Becky killed it. Okay, so I'm just gonna read these movies off. Ready? Yeah, just give us a few. Li- give us a few. Okay, so we have. Um, so we post this on our story, and thank you for being interactive to everybody, all you sweets. Uh, 
So here are some movies. Uh, we di- we didn't get to post all of them. There there, there, there was, was a lot. lot. Yeah, thanks for thanks for reaching out though, man. These are some of these movies I haven't seen either. So that as we will get to later today, we have um, La La Land. Love that. Rear Window. I have not seen that. Kamiko, have you seen that? I know that's a classic. It's good. Yeah, like I've been meaning to see yeah. some more classics and add that to the list. That's on the IMDb two fifty. That I think it's like number fifty one. And then. Oh, sheesh, um, I don't know. One, one, of our, one of our all-time favorite suites said every Mission Impossible, even Mission Impossible 2. Yes, Mission Impossible 2 is a blast. I think the Mission Impossible series, they're so much fun. Great action. Like, that's action movies that are, you know, they're a little, they're obviously over the top. They're, they're a bit grounded. Keyword is a bit grounded. While you have your other action movies, Fast and Furious, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. (laughs) We can't wait for that one. Like Vin Diesel just knows how to pick them. Oh my gosh. Like those are over the top. Skyscraper a couple years ago. So Mission Impossibles are fun. We already, we have Lord of the Rings. There's a lot of Lord of the Rings. And Gladiator, Space Jam. It's a great one. Jackass the movie. Jackass the movie is such a blast when you're watching with a group of friends. So fun. The, The third one is just a highlight. Yeah. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, Little Women, The King's Speech. Someone just responded and said hi with uh, Hang Loose. Fun. Hello. Yeah, that, that's really nice. Hey, you know what? Feel free to just DM us and say hello. We yeah. We would also like to, you know, we, we like to tell you how we're doing too. Jojo Rabbit, Juno, and Prisoners, Interstellar. And yeah, so Austin Powers. That is also on Netflix, by the way. I love Austin Powers. So if you're looking for a good laugh, check that out on Netflix. But yeah, that was the slate of movies a lot of people responded with. Some rom-coms, Night and Day, This Means War, and then of course, I know. Catch Me If You Can. Someone even said Gotta Go With The Dude, so I'm assuming Big Lebowski as well, which we don't yep. love, but I guess I can kind of understand why people would like it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent about The Big Lebowski. I just didn't, didn't grab me. As, yeah, but I love the beginning. I can see how it's a cult <laughs> classic, though. It's one of those movies that people just love and I maybe I wasn't in the right move but I just didn't love it and you you know what kind of brings us into the movie news um oh my gosh John Turturro I think that's his name he played Jesus in the Big Lebowski yeah he's um a sequel is coming out yep like um, in two weeks next week I think no, it's is terrible it really? reviews yeah oh gosh I have no desire to see it absolutely none the Jesus rolls has gotten 4.4 out of 10 with 539 so it's got a decent cast so i mean shouts out for john taturo trying to get it made but i will i will not be there well for one maybe maybe i will it's only an hour and 25 minutes oh that's a pretty easy watch you know if it comes to streaming or something or i can get it on on amazon prime i'll, I'll give it a good watch i mean I've, I'll wa- give it a watch. I've watched evangelion i watch birds of prey i could watch anything you can oh wow i think that just gave me a hint to how much you enjoyed birds of prey yep yep (laughs) i'm excited to talk about that one though as just a heads up for our birds of prey review today yeah i am very excited that's that's good um any other what what other movie news did you did you like um i'm really excited my guy sam raimi he's coming back out of the woodworks directing doctor strange 2 and i i'm excited for that 
when Scott Derrickson dropped out, I was kind of like, ah, that's a bummer because, you know, his background is in horror. But then they announced Sam Raimi. I'm like, yep, I think <laughs> I think this is the best. This is an even a possibly even better addition. Yeah. Than Scott Derrickson would have been because the Evil Dead movies, they're obviously horror movies, including Army of Darkness, but they have such a, a like an interesting genre bending twist where they're kind of comedic. They're action packed as well and over the top. They feel like B-movies, and if he can bring that touch to Doctor Strange, which is like a passion project of his. So he, I, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, and I think, and I mentioned it on uh, Take 70 last pod, Spider-Man 1 and 2, those two movies are some of my all-time favorite, favorite movies. And I thought he did a, I mean, wonderful job with those two Spider-Mans. Love me some OG to- Tobey Maguire. And great, I mean, <laughs> great Weird Al song that you did love that me and becky were coming back from little rock yesterday and just listening to weird al for like an hour and a half hence the last two posts for answering your guys's movies that you loved were weird al songs i mean because i do love weird al he goes underappreciated what a guy that's that's our that's our junior high right there weird al so just sing us a song you're the spider-man yeah exactly so i'm really excited for that and then knives out 2 knives out is getting a sequel and it's going to be suggested sporks out. So we hope that we get some royalties mm-hmm. and Daniel Craig will be the center uh, of the film. Kind of his, his story, his life, the detective. I forgot his name. Uh, Benoit Blanc. Yes, that's it. Benoit Blanc yeah. or something. So I don't know. I'm, I thought knives out was a good film. I liked that. It was just a standalone film, but I mean, it was a hit. It was a fun whodunit. So you know, it's it's a cash grab. People like to see sequels. Academy and Award nominated. Yeah. Too. So I I'm interested to see what will happen, and I think Ryan Johnson does a good job at his at his own material. And Knives Out was his baby, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. But I think this brings me into the news that I am I have I am so excited for the Batman with Robert Pattinson, the director Matt Reeves. Gave a little vignette of Robert Pattinson in the bat suit on. Holy crap, I am so excited. My excitement for this. This is my most anticipated movie of of the 2020s at this point. Wow. I mean, I cannot wait. Next summer, the Batman comes out. And Robert Pattinson looks pretty good. We showed pictures of the bat suit and Robert Pattinson in the suit on our Instagram page. TC, what do you think? What are you feeling? What are the vibes you're getting from this little intro we have to the cape crusader himself. it definitely doesn't seem like it's going to be a cgi fest doesn't seem over the top it feels a little bit kind of like nolan's you know crime yeah very drama like hard-boiled detective kind of yeah yeah which i think that's that's kind of batman's realm don't get me wrong i love batman and, Ro- and robin <laughs> those are great <laughs> those mid-90s I, am kind of, I want them to bring robin in i think it's been too long yeah give us his a, only addition on the big screen is give us a nightwing i thought great. jordan uh gordon joseph <sighs> levitt was gonna they alluded to that at the end of the dark knight rises i think a little bit yeah but, nightwing red hood both of those would be so cool yeah i love robin so no I, i'm excited for this film and maybe maybe they'll introduce robin in this film i doubt it i don't think they need to but I love the bat on his chest with the fragments of the gun that was that were used to kill his parents. That's a nice detail. 
everyone's just Love saying that. that that's super metal, which I don't really get what that means. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it too. It's how metal is that? How sweet it, is that? It, it is it is metal to the metal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't know how else to add to that, but it's very cool. It's yeah. I'm, I'm dude, and um, oh my gosh, what is his and name? Colin Alexander Desplat's score was in the back too, and that was cool. Oof. I hope. I hope Colin Farrell is using his, you know, his his Irish accent. Like, don't do the American accent. If he's if he's a penguin, make the penguin from Ireland. That would make the show, the movie, even better. Like, let Colin that Farrell be, speak dude, his native tongue, baby. I was so I was going. I was getting out of work this weekend, and I was talking with a coworker, and she mentioned that she saw the gentleman and loved the gentleman. So, just another little side shout out. We love the gentleman. Go go see <laughs> little that. plug. Go see the gentleman if you haven't seen it. Yes. So much fun. Um, and then, is that it? That's it for the movie news. So there's there's probably more stuff. <laughs> the, but the Batman is looking good. It is looking. It is. I mean, but we haven't seen a trailer yet, which you can't take those as a grain of salt. So speaking of trailers, hey, I mean, this is. Do you remember when they did this for Joker though? When they had like freaking Joaquin Phoenix, you know, get up, dress up like the Joker, like a year and a half oh, that's, before it came that's out. Right, and then and then somebody on the subway actually recorded it just on their phone and released it. It was like all over like Twitter, Complex News, and that was like a year. That was like in the summer of 2019. No, excuse 2018? me, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy crap! Like this is <laughs> way out here. So, no, I, I I think the Batman, Matt Reeves, DCEU needs some love, as I will get to, but Matt Reeves and the Batman, it's looking <laughs> promising. Thank goodness. It is. It'll be great. And, all right, bro, it's trailer time. What was your favorite trailer of the week? Tra- favorite trailer of the week is Bloodshot with Finn Diesel, as I mentioned. Did they get a new one out this week? I don't know. I think I saw it again last week, but I just, I love this trailer. I think this movie looks so bad. looks so fun. <laughs> it's just over the top. I was half expecting you to pick just Fast and Furious 9 yeah, again. Yeah, I, I, I already talked about that. I've seen that, tra- I've seen have, that trailer like five times. <laughs> which is, and that's just basically the amount of actually watching one whole movie. Yeah. Like a time and a half. So I applaud you for watching that trailer so many times. I know the, it is so long. It is. I know the French Dispatch just released a trailer. I watched that. I haven't watched very many Wes Anderson movies. I don't think I've. Yeah. I know. I know people love him. I know people love his work. He's got that you know artsy vibe. When you put in a Wes Anderson movie and you don't even know it's him, like you know it's him. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. Like, he's you got don't that, know who directed that, that movie. Style. If you put it in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, I, so, you know, it's just, this is a side, we'll this is that. a very side comment, but directors always kind of have their feel and their vibe when they're directing. And I just watched the new Aladdin, which was directed by Guy Ritchie, who directed The Gentleman. Yeah. And if you were to watch them both back to back, you would have had no idea that Guy Ritchie directed Aladdin. Jeez. It's just, it lacks any sort of directorial just taste or direct direction obviously but it's just i just feel bad you know it it just lacked any kind of personality so there's my mini review of the aladdin from last year it's not great it is not sweet it's pretty sad well i'm pretty sure like the producers really had their hands in that and guy Ritchie was a little you know 
restrained to doing yeah, what he normally does. Yeah, it's just does. like you watch any, even that stupid freaking King Arthur movie that we watched. It was so bad, but like at least it felt like it was his vision for it. This does not feel like a vision of Aladdin that Guy Ritchie had. So going back to, to Wes Anderson, if he's going to direct a movie, you're going to watch it and be like, oh yeah, that's Wes Anderson. Anything that he does, yeah. I don't think that he would be robbed of that creative control. Yeah, yeah. So I know the French Dispatch, people are really looking forward to that. So yeah, I heard Moonrise Kingdom's a good Wes Anderson movie. It's fun. The Grand, um, the, the Royal Tenenbaums is the one I've seen. Okay, the Budapest one of Hotel I've heard is really good. And Mr. Fantastic Fox. A lot of people like that one. Oh, the one. Fanta- Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs was his last movie. Yeah. So. And. Mm. What, was, what was your trailer of the week, Keeks? Oh, dude. My trailer of the week was The Green Knight, which is going to star De- Dev Patel. It's based off a poem, I believe. It's like. Sir Galahad and the Green Knight, something along those lines from A24. Um, I'm kind of one of those like A24 hype beast boys, so anything that they get out, I'm I'm pretty excited for. But the trailer looks really, really cool, so go check out French Dispatch, Bloodshot, and what is it called again? <laughs> Just the Green Knight for some trailers to get you hyped for some movies coming out in the future. Oh, love that. Yeah. Did you watch it? Did you watch the Green Knight trailer? I didn't. That's A24, though, right? Yeah, it looks kind of like a horror action-adventure vibe. Mm. It looks really interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah, nice. so I'm excited. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it after this pod. You might have so, to... That might be the movie you have to fly out here for so we can see it. If it's a horror, you're going to need me there, dude. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I can't watch horror alone. I got to have Steve-O-U or... <laughs> <laughs> or Del Taco in my lap. <laughs> or, Something. Oh, that's even better. Or Lights On, at least. Um, yeah. Also, just as a side note, The Green Knight is directed by David Lowry, who also directed A Ghost Story, which is mm. pretty good. Okay, I've heard it's, good it's things It's another about... A24 movie that's got a cool vibe to it. Yeah, I've heard good things about Ghost Story. Yeah. All right, well, I'm ready for the nitty-gritty. Is it nitty-gritty time? Birds. Is it the time? It is the time. It is a time. I'm going to pop off, folks. Put your seatbelts on. Put your... I don't really know what you think about this, so I'm very interested as to hear your review. Put your opinionated caps on, because this is TC coming in full force with his opinion, his hot takes. Birds of Prey sucked. We're we're coming in man-baby style hot Yep. so get ready. Yeah, Birds of Prey sucked. Not good. Oh, my... I didn't like it, and... Here's my two redeeming things about Birds of Prey. This is it. Uh, give them your toast. Give them your toast. So one good thing with, you know, give it the bad, but then get get some good on it. A little top. compliment sandwich. I'm all for those. There we go. I do like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think she does a great yes. job as Harley Quinn. That is a well-casted, you know, she's just got the mannerisms of Harley Quinn. She's, she's cuckoo nuts, but also kind of endearing all in the same, you know, um, same scene. But... And the action, se- the action fight sequences were fine. I thought those were cool, Great too. Great fight scenes. Yeah, yes. but that's it. I didn't like the story. didn't care for the story. Didn't know the characters. Didn't care for the characters besides Harley Quinn. It felt like I was watching Deadpool 2 with this kid that was very oh, significant yeah. to the plot and very similar to Deadpool 2. So this movie is not good. I'm going to give this a D-. minus. Oh, my I'm going to give it a spoiled... 
I was just, I was bored. I just didn't find it very interesting. Again, the fight sequences were cool. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. I really do enjoy, but I thought this script was just weak and just very convoluted. So there's my hot take. That's, that's all I have to say about this film. So yeah, I think birds of prey. Okay. So I, we've gotten a question from one of you guys a few weeks ago that we've been kind of trying to figure out the best time to ask it and answer it. And we think now's the best time is what are some instances where a movie, if they would have changed its rating, how would its box office performance be changed? And this is 100% an instance of like, if this movie is not rated R and if it's PG 13, you've got a, you've got a good hit on your hands. I don't, and I think this brings down to my thoughts of who is this movie for? Yeah, can you, I mean, can you answer me that? Who is it for? I don't or know. Who can and, you guess? And that's and that's the thing. Like, why was this movie rated R? It had maybe three f bombs. That was it. It it's, it, it should have been PG thirteen. It's not that. It's not that overly violent. It's not sexual. No. It's just kind of like it just. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, what were they doing? And then the title, they have to change the title of the film. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's, come on. That's pathetic. Come on. We're not in the, writer, in the writer's room geeks, but I'm, I've never been in marketing. However, if I was in marketing and they released this title, I would have been thinking, I would have like raised my hand up slowly, been like, too long. This isn't Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, or Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, like, People don't know what this is. Let's just make yeah, it. Or Dr. Strangelove, yeah. you know, how to learn to love your, you know, and whatever that freaking title is. It's so long. Yeah, but just it make just, it and Birds of Prey Harley Quinn, which they eventually did. Or like Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey. Exactly. You just, you fixed it. You just fixed the title. And I think my biggest problem with this movie is not in the movie itself, but in the, the advertising for it. Harley Quinn is a character that's kind of supposed to, you know, like be for tween girls up into like, you know, young adult women and men too, even. It can be in for anyone. But the age that it's marketing for, young girls can't go see this movie. And young boys, I don't know why they would, except for the fact that it's like, oh, it's rated R. Let's go see why. It's got a bunch of ladies in it. But. It just seems so weirdly marketed. Um, my, I actually don't mind the movie at all. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. It's it's just a fine movie to go see. I, the action is awesome. The story, if it's more of a linear story, what 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 happens is is Harley Quinn is jumping around back and forth trying to go in between different characters. When you could just have Harley Quinn, Canary. And Huntress. Forget about Renee Montoya. Forget about her. She doesn't need to be in the movie because her and Black Canary are essentially the same character. You make Huntress, Harley Quinn, Black Canary, three separate stories, Pulp Fiction style. They interweave together and come to form a final stand together at the end. But there's too much back and forth. And that's not necessary. Um, My grade for this is a C. Just right there, right in the middle. Um, do you think, I'm assuming you're thinking it's spoiled. Is that yeah. right to say? I said it's spoiled. Very spoiled. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say that it is, it's sour. I want to say sweet, but I just don't know who this would be for. I, I can't, you know, I can't say, oh yeah, anyone can go see this because I don't think everyone would like it. Um, it's sour and we put up, you know, just a poll of people just trying to see what people thought about it. 
And you guys are all kind of having the same feeling for it, too. For Birds of Prey, it's a little bit more towards the sour scale, based on you guys. But a little bit between sour and spoiled. Yep. And it's a bummer. It's a bummer for one of these DC movies that's had such a good run to it. For the last few movies, I mean, Joker, Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman. There's some bad ones in between, but they had a good track record, it seemed. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind. I, I liked Wonder Woman. And what was the other one that you listed? I don't know. Shazam, Shazam, Aquaman. I don't care about Shazam. Aquaman, I did like. So, I don't know. DC is <clears throat> DC's hit and miss for me. That's why I think they're due for a good hit with the Batman. But Birds of Prey, like you said, it, who was it for? What was the audience? This movie should have been PG-13. It, it yeah, I don't know why it was R. Like, you could have just deleted a couple of F-bombs, and that was that. You know, there was no nudity. Yeah. There was nothing, anything extremely crass in the film. So, yeah, that's I, that's I, that's Birds of Prey for you, but that's all I have to say. I, <laughs> I'm ready to... There's another big... My Another big complaint for me is, I think the uh, kind of a background to the villain black mask one just not a fun character i mean he's a fun character but there was news saying that he was gonna be like a gay character in the movie and it never really seemed like that so for me i think a big overarching like critique of this movie is just go for it you know like if you're gonna make it rated r freaking make it john wick rated r yeah if you're going to make his character gay, but, you know, make him like flamboyant and crazy and weird and make Victor Zaz his partner or how, or his love interest and have it go all out. Don't be, it just feels like it's, it, it doesn't want to commit all the way and is a little nervous too. Yep. I agree. You are, you did not like this at all. And I can tell from just, just your reaction. If you, to could, if you could see my body review language with right the movie. now, it's just like, yeah, that was, that was a waste of time. Wish I would have saw Sonic instead. Dang it. But here we are. Um, here we are for the spoiler. I saw Sonic and I actually really enjoyed it. We will review it next week. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I, I'm, I'm game to go watch a Sonic film. I mean, that's my childhood. I'll, I mean, geez, you and I both guys, if you don't think, if you don't think we're committed, we saw captain underpants two years ago. Oh my gosh. That was not fun. <laughs> No. Not fun at all. Oh, I mean, we even saw we was... even saw War of Warcraft and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and Teenage Mutant Turtles. What else? What are some other bad? Oh, we saw Transformers: <coughs> The Last Night. Oh in theaters, man! Too. Like I'm starting to cough thinking about these films. Make it's feel making you bad. more sick. I'm sorry. Wait, let's. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's just go into the good. Let's one. shift let's gears, move baby. Into let's the go. Movie. Um, because Nick 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 talked about it last week, right? This was yeah. his one of his favorite movies. Yep. And we also got a few, you know, people saying that this is one of the movies that they loved. Catch Me If You Can, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. This cast is dynamite. This movie is dynamite. If you just saw Birds of Prey and didn't like it, go turn on freaking Catch Me If You Can. Rent it for three bucks. You, It is worth your time, people. I, what what would you say? I, I can't say anything more. It, it healed the wound of Birds of Prey. I woke up Saturday morning miserable, and I actually went to bed watching Lord of the Rings. Um, actually, no. I, I, oh, that's so sweet. I started watching Narcos. They came out with a new season. had no idea. And I fell asleep like 10 minutes. I just took a huge dose of NyQuil and woke up 
I, I slept like three hours Friday night. And so I turned on Lord of the Rings. I was up and down throughout Lord of the Rings just because I love, love the score, love Lord of the Rings, of course. And I wake up, take a shower. I'm like, I'm still feeling miserable. I was like, oh, let's watch Catch Me If You Can. Sat down, watched Catch Me If You Can Saturday around noon. What a film. And it's based on a true story. Frank Abagnale Jr., absolute con artist. And f- between the ages of 15 to 21. Yeah. So basically all the premise of the movie is, is he, he's a con artist. Like he works, he has all these identities where he works as an airline pilot. He works as a, as a resident, <laughs> uh, as a doctor, oh. and then as a lawyer. And he's just always escaping and fleeing from the FBI because they want this guy. Cause I mean, he's, he's forging checks and I thought the pace of the film was so good. And the score by John Williams, your boy, was phenomenal. Really set the tone. And again, I thought the acting was great. I loved, loved, loved uh, Christopher Walken as his dad. Loved his, their know. relationship. You know, this... this Because we're so often so used to, like, the classic John Williams scores. You know, if you got your, like, your god tier of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, um, Harry Potter... But as I'm going through, as as soon as the movie starts, the score sets the tone. And I've heard it before. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard this in a bunch of places. And it's so good. Like, the scores that are, like, lesser known by John Williams are great scores. And I loved this score. Oh, yeah. How about how about the young Amy Adams? <laughs> yeah, it was, was I'm, I'm assuming this one must have been right before she was on The Office. Yeah, or so this came out. In, the costuming made it look like she was, you know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, this movie came out in 2002, and I was watching an interview with Frank Abagnale Jr. Um, Abag- How do you pronounce his last name? I feel like I'm but- Abagnale. Abagnale. I feel like I'm butchering it. Mm-hmm. Abagnale Jr. And uh, the interviewer was asking him, like, you know, what made you do all this? And he said, I ran away from home at 16. He said, it, had I been 21 years old, I would have rationalized more. He's like, However, I was just so young. He's like, he said, I was a kid. He said, I had, he had no fear. He was just fearless. And he was on the streets of New York and he said, in order to survive, he's like, I had to appear as an adult. And I thought that, I thought that was interesting because he adapted. You know what I mean? And I think, I think this just goes to what I love. Normally, I'm not a big fan, so this movie's been out for almost 20 years, okay? We're not really going to do a spoiler alert. We assume that most of you guys have seen it. Um, We're going to break down some segments of the movie, just so you know. Um, We're going to start now and just kind of break down the movie. I love how it starts with him getting caught by by Tom Hanks' character, because it shows that he's human. I feel like if this movie is made nowadays, it's just like he just magically evades everyone's capture. But no, throughout the movie, he's still a flawed character. He still is, like, trying to find a family. He's still trying to, like, feel that familiar love that he wasn't able to have when he was growing up. And so that's why he develops this father-son relationship with Tom Hanks. Um, He's trying to reach out to his real family, bring them back together. And he is a flawed character, and I like that a lot. Yeah, and he's always calling uh, Carl Hanratty on Christmas but but I no, know, I, li- yeah. I like the beginning because it shows like you know he's in jail, and he's in France. It is yeah. and it just piece by piece. I mean, this is another Steven Spielberg classic. It just moves so well, and one of my favorite sequences was when he's at the hotel, 
and Tom Hanks, Carl Hanwright, he goes to ask the clerk for which room number, some evidence. And he's like, oh, he's still here. And he goes into the room and Leo walks out and he's like, yeah, I'm with the Secret Service. Like this guy, we already got him busted. Like I thought that sequence was so fun. Just the way he played it off I know. and like his confidence and being able to be so cunning and just witty and smart on his feet that, you know, even though he is Frank Jr., but obviously he's posing as a Secret Service. And, and he, he, he took it. He took the bait. And as many as you guys saw on our Instagram post kind of teasing this week's take, um, the first, the top half was of uh, Birds of Prey, and the second, the second half of the graphic was um, two mice that fell into a bucket of cream, which is the speech that his dad gives when he receives like an award at the beginning of the movie. And it goes as two mice fall into a bucket of cream, and one mice drowns because it's you know, gets tired and gives up and the other mice is able to escape because it doesn't stop moving its feet until it churns the cream to butter and walks out. And that's just such a sweet, sweet, just quote to use for the whole movie is because that's exactly what Frank is. He's just always moving, always quick, thinking on his feet and getting out, churning these horrible situations and turning them into butter so he can escape. Yeah. The plane, for example, was another great instance of that. He's caught, you know, he's caught. And he keeps running. He keeps, I love just the cat, the cat and the mouse vibe. So apparently he, Frank flew over 1 million miles to 26 countries on more than 250 flights. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So, I mean, this guy lived, this guy lived the life, like being a con artist. And before being 21. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I go back to the interview that he had. He was just fearless. He didn't even rationalize. And he was using, and he said in an interview, he was using like his kid's imagination. So this film was a class. This film's great. Like, I'm so glad I watched it. Got that bad taste of birds of prey out of my mouth. And I've been meaning to get to this film for a while now. And thank goodness. Thank thank, thank you. PG 13, too. Yeah, it didn't need to be raw. I thought it was, yeah. No, and not to say that like we're anti R or anything, but it's just like, you know, if a movie's going to be R, commit to it. Yeah. Or in PG-13, this movie commits to the source material. And the very end, he ends up working for the FBI and, like, the credit fraud department and helped, like, revolutionize bank security and helped all these Fortune 500 companies develop their checks so that wouldn't get frauded by people like him. Yeah, and he's helped, he's helped numerous thousands of banks with forging checks and, like, making sure that the, the, the security is tight. It's it was so cool and there's just so many running bits through it like, you know, how did you pass how did you pass the Louisiana bar? Tell me, how did you do it? And he just keeps asking, you're like, I wonder how he could have done it. He's just a cunning dude. He's just smart and that's how he made it. Yep. And uh I gave it an A plus. I think it's very sweet. Oh yeah. A what's your what's your grade? A plus, very sweet. And Sweet Movie Morsel. So Carl Hanratty is actually a fictional character. It was based on numerous FBI agents. And um, oh. the one, and it said Joseph Shea was the one who was caught, uh, who caught Frank and hired him. So they kind of just switched up the oh, names. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. I was kind of curious about that because it does kind of say at the end, it's like, you know, Frank and Carl are still friends to this day. So it's probably like he's probably just still keeps in touch with all of the people around in the FBI. So Joseph died in 2005. 
Mm, um, and Frank is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Still alive. Um, thank you for the suggestions because we'll do this from time to time is we'll just take a movie that you guys will throw out and suggest. We'll just watch it. We'll review it. Exactly. Because why not? So very, very good film. We want to, we want to start doing some more retro films like this. Yeah. Retro films <laughs> came out in 2002 <laughs> as if it's that retro, yeah, no, but I get it. And it's still kind of, it's, it's older, 18 years almost. Yeah. You know, she's, that's probably older than some of the people that listen to the pod. Are you kidding? <laughs> retro. <laughs> yeah. You get, you get what I'm saying. Retro is more like 50s, 60s, <laughs> 2002. Man, but, time, but still, time, yeah. time is we, we do want to watch a little bit more. We, well, We'll broaden our horizons is a little flying. bit. I actually remember when this was in theaters when I was 10 years old. I do, too. I remember hearing a lot about it, but, you know, I'm, I didn't really know much about movies then or have much of it. Or didn't really know, what, you know, you're 10 years old. How the frick are you going to get exactly. there? Exactly. So that is Catch Me If You Can. See it. Very worth your time if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, gosh, see it again. And thank you to Nick Rush and all the other sweets who have recommended this film. We're glad we got you. This is A+. Plus. This this might be like top favorite, you know, 30. If you give me 30 films, I, I need to say that are my favorites. This this easily cracks that, I think. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's the best movie that I've streamed so far this year. Yep. <laughs> and I just got done finishing The Master, and I actually liked this one a lot more than I liked The Master. Wow. The Master is still an A+. Plus, though. Too. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that is it. Shorter take. And that is it for take 71. As always, Keeks, you got it. Thank you so much, everyone. As a fitting end to this, we want to say congrats to our very own Jonah Jives. He was accepted into, I got to make sure that I say this right, the Masters of Science and Information Systems at the U, baby. So congrats to our boy Jives. Oh, let's freaking go. For broadening your horizons. Let's freaking go, dude. Jive. This, this, uh, data science. That's what I do. I this love podcast would awesome. not be what it is without our boy Jives. And thank you for the dynamite take 70. you made. And we'll, we'll give a little sneak peek. Jives actually. Should we, should we tell him this? Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Let's throw it out. Jives is actually going to be joining us on every take, probably in March or next week, just so Keeks and I can stay on track and he can chime in here and there. And this is this is a this isn't just a two man team. This is a three man team, and Jives is a, definitely a big part of that. One hundred percent. Next week we are reviewing Sonic, <laughs> and if there's anything else that we review, we will let you know in the week. We'll, we'll get but some for streaming. sure at least Sonic. Yeah. All right. As always, guys. All you sweets, stay sweet. Sweet. sweet.